Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Brew Thoughts. This is Albert along with German, Ed, and we have a producer back here, David. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let's start off. We've got a lot to cover here today. First uh, things first, um, the best thing we've seen this week. Let's start off with that. Best thing I saw this week was actually, uh, so I'm working from home, so is my wife, and uh, seeing my, my wife teach her kids through even those Zoom meetings and things like that. That was kind of rewarding to, to get to see her, uh, you know, show off her you know her skills with, with the kids. It was uh, uh, touching to see all, all the work that she puts into it. So mm. it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, we have okay. So for me, I've been watching a lot of NBA, and I was gonna go with another NBA thing, but today, Luka Doncic. We said, I think like two pods ago, even last pod, my favorite player in the league. And today he was so good. So the Mavs were down by a lot, almost 25 points. They come all the way back. They were up by 10 at some point in the fourth quarter. They almost coughed up the game. And then overtime, Luca just buzzer beating three to tie the series 2-2 was the best moment. I haven't been that excited in a basketball game in a while. We, we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, I, I was same. yelling. My, my sister was having a deep conversation with with David. <laughs> and I watched the TV, and there was just in the middle of the conversation, and Luca hits a three, and I just start yelling. Just, <laughs> and I have to apologize for interrupting them. But it was such a – it was so amazing – if you haven't seen it, I'm sure just go on YouTube or go on uh, Instagram and you'll find it or Twitter. Uh, that was my the best thing I saw this week by far. Yeah, my, mine is also uh, basketball related. I was a little frustrated with with uh, the way the Lakers were playing, mm. uh, specifically Anthony Davis. Yes, and I feel like. He he put his big boy pants on. <laughs> Shout and, out to Pagasol. Yeah. And and he, he he stepped up. He 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 did little things, and then it turned to to even better things. Like he started off with offensive rebounds and putbacks, and and then after that, his offense started to flow. He wasn't settling for like fadeaway jump shots. He was actually using his speed. On Nurkic and yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful display of basketball, and I hope it it continues. Yeah, I agree. Agree. The best thing I saw this week is uh, today's uh, Champions League final. Bayern Munich took the took the win, and uh, yeah, I was excited because for all the years past, uh, Bayern has not made it to the final when when I started liking them. So it was exciting to see my team and uh, uh, win. So, yeah, now I know how German felt when Real Madrid took that took that win. On three straight years. Three straight years. Put some respect on our name. <laughs> three or four years. Nothing major. Three or four <laughs> years. Come at us. So, yeah, that was yeah, cool. 
Um, so with that, uh, what's going on in the, the Major League Baseball? Let's man? do baseball. Uh, so baseball, we are August. We're nearing September. If this was a regular season, we this would be. This is when baseball is heating up. This is when baseball. It, it's it gets fun now because of the 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 pennant races are are starting to heat up and this year it is exciting but one of the things that we have this week so the Tampa Bay Rays who are battling with the Yankees for position in the AO East the Rays beat beat on the Yankees Aaron Judge got hurt again and, and as we talked about last week and that's impacted the Yankees quite a bit he he's their best player by far that they have Stanton, but he, Stanton isn't. Yeah, I think if he was an NBA player, he would be the guy who is a good stats, bad team guy, and it, that's who he is on in baseball. Minnesota is playing really well, and, and they just keep uh, going at it, and they they just keep beating on teams. And uh, to go local. The the Angels still make me are still making me look bad in my early season prediction. Although Tani hit a bomb today, did you see that? His bomb, four hundred thirty nine feet. Yeah, I think one hundred eleven miles per hour exit velocity. That was ridiculous. So that was only, good. If only he could pitch. <laughs> uh, in Atlanta, Atlanta's looking good. I think Atlanta's is my sleeper in in the NL, and they're just so good. The Cardinals are starting to play more games. So shout out to the Cardinals <laughs> for just getting over the five-game stretch mark. They're at 17 games played. How about everybody else? Everybody else is like at 27. And still have wow. more wins than the Angels. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, they're tied. They have the same amount of wins. And, uh, and Mookie, Mookie's just doing his thing. Mookie's uh, just – he had another – Two home run game today. Mookie's just amazing. And uh, in San Diego down south, shout out to Albert. Yeah, they're yeah. on a streak, right? Seven in a row. Yeah, they're, they're playing well. They're doing their thing. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. was very popular early this week when he uh, swang on a 3 0 pitch and he broke one of the sacred unwritten rules of baseball. Mm. And it was a big old thing. And it was cool. It was cool on Thursday when we were here, as we were talking about that. We were saying how it was great that it was that the players came in, came out in support of that these junior and these uh, ridiculous, outdated, unwritten rules. And and so, it sounds like these unwritten rules are slowly fading away. Is, is that is that right? Like a, this, this new generation of baseball yeah, players are not—they're yeah. not all for these rules. Correct? They're pushing back on them, but right. it, it's clearly there's a there's still a good amount of people, especially the those in power that hold these rules because the ones who had a, a problem was the manager. So it, you still get these people who are holding that these rules are very near and dear, uh, but. Uh, I don't understand that one. That the three oh one, and you don't swing if you're up by a lot. Uh, it's not like it's basketball or football where I get it. You don't. I I, I don't get it, but 
I guess. You're not going to throw when you're up by three touchdowns. The game's over in an NFL game, and you're not going to shoot a three when the game's already decided. You'll take the 24-second violation. But in baseball, where it's a sport where you're going you're gonna to have to keep pitching. You're going to have to keep hitting until the final out. And a lot of these guys have incentives in their contracts. So if one home run is the difference between you meeting your incentive and not, who cares about an unwritten rule? That, that to me, is ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. It makes unwritten rules make more sense in other sports, not in baseball. It just it doesn't make sense to me. And also, I think that a lot of times... What if the game isn't really secure? I mean, that game can make yeah, the difference between make the playoffs or not, right? Right. Yeah, I, I think also in addition to that, I, I just – I feel like all those things are kind of directed mainly at, at hitters. Why why it turned that way eventually, I'm, I'm not too sure about it. But, yeah. but like, I mean, just, I, I just try to take – try to look at it different, in different perspectives, like a different approach or something. Like let's say a a pitcher he was pitching a shutout and he didn't want to make some, someone look silly so he didn't strike him out. It's like that, right, yeah. That or he, or makes he, almost no, no sense. Instead it, of just, throwing a hundred, he's gonna throw eighty just to he, the, yeah, yeah, just to to make it fair or something. Right. <laughs> that that's really strange. But but I did enjoy like like you said many of the people that that came to to his. Uh, to, to his to his rescue, they were saying, you know, if you if you want to swing at that, go go right ahead. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's fine. There's there's nothing wrong with that. And then there was also people from the standpoint of make the 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 game fun, and and yeah, I, I think slowly, but surely it is gonna it is gonna go away. Yeah, especially as these managers, which from what you're saying, they control the they kind of control the culture right on on the field. As they get younger and younger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, I just think it's one of those things that you you have to... It, it trickles down... Oh, look, Peyton Manning. It, it trickles down the to the lower level. I, I think it's ridiculous that you get some of these little kids that play and they, they don't keep score. That everybody gets a participation medal. That everybody's a winner. And part of the things, the beauty of sports, and this is entering a different conversation, but just very quickly, is it teaches you the about life. You're going to lose in life, and you're going to win in life. And if you're going to lose, learn from it. But you shouldn't get a pass just because you're having a bad game and you suck. You shouldn't get rewarded by the guy not hitting and therefore... you. Your embarrassment is even is 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 less. You're a professional athlete. Be better. I, I agree. I mean, you're there to win. You're there to give it your all. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yes. So with that, um, NBA, uh, these playoffs are are going on. Yep. Yep. Uh, Luca, you know oh, that that man. was awesome to see as well. I had to say that. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Um, what are the surprises so far? In, in his first round of the playoffs. I don't know if I've been surprised by anything, to be honest with you. Okay. I think everything's been pretty 
pretty standard. Okay. Uh, I've been. I've been. I've enjoyed all the basketball. I've enjoyed it all, even a team like the Nets, who today got eliminated. They played really hard. They just. They just didn't have the team, but they 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 tried really hard and. And I enjoyed that. You you got the most disappointing team was your Philadelphia 76ers. Wow, your you you believed in them. I I you that I said your, that they would get swept. Your guys, that was your guys. Um. <laughs> yeah, we, we checked the tape. Today. Yeah, he, we he, he, run he the, did. Yeah, we ran the tape yeah. an earlier, and I said that they said would get swept. swept by the Celtics. And it just because of the injury, you know, with with. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I just look Embiid. You, you got to trade Embiid. You got to get rid of that guy. We talked about this earlier. Right. I would run that team one more time. Uh, but run them where? To the ground. <laughs> I mean, to get swept who, again. I don't. If understand. you can't get, who, who are you going to get for Embiid? You're probably not going to. You can get something for Embiid. Somebody's going to give you something, even if you get draft picks. He's the most tal- he, yeah. talent wise, talent level. I think Embiid is the most talented center yeah, call, in the NBA. What call, call Golden State? Be like, hey, what are you doing with that second overall pick? Embiid. See, the, the problem with that is that you're you're going, you're going back to square one, and you have to rebuild again. Why? I, why not I try would, to make something work? Get some more pieces together. Start I out with a new coach and and run it one more one more year. And then you, or even run it up to the trade, up to the trading deadline, and then see what you can do. I would rather blow it up. We've seen enough of this team, and Bede is not a guy who, at least in this team, with that coach, he's not a winning guy. He's he's gonna pout. He's gonna get all mopey. He's not gonna get in shape. This was the the opportunity for a guy like Embiid. You get a three three months off to to get. To get rested and all that. Why don't you come back in shape? You saw uh, Jokic from Denver. He was big, and he came back. He's in great shape. And you're just like, wow, okay. Like this dude didn't waste the three four months that they were off. And then Beat comes back, and he's still the same dude. And it's just like, man, like th- there is no growth to you ever. And, and I do agree with, with what you're saying. Um, yeah. I think Adam mentioned. Uh, Earlier, that what was that play that you talked about where he was taken out by the coach and he refused to go out? Yeah, he pretty much waved the, the coach off and and uh, yeah, he said basically I'm going to stay in. And then right after that play, it was time to play defense, and he didn't. And he waited until he got the ball to play some offense and get some numbers. And I feel like that's it's a reflection of his 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 whole career. That's mm-hmm. who he is. If if someone can change him, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would build around if I can, obviously. If we, but I think you get somebody's gonna give you something for Joel Embiid. Someone's gonna. I mean, if it's there, yeah. I if, agree. You, if you, if you, why not? If, if it's not, I if just... the T Wolves were willing, were able to get, were get D'Angelo Russell for. Andrew Wiggins, uh-huh. Philly <laughs> could get something for. I think may- maybe uh, Embiid would work somewhere where the-, the culture is already set, and like if you don't produce, and Golden State, b- yeah, so- something like that, possibly. Uh, where if-, if you don't do your job, they're gonna get on you. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think he's self motivated. I think that's it. That's the issue. He's like a number two, number three player on your team, from what it sounds like, right? 
Yeah, yeah. with with number one ta- level talent. Right. Right. Yeah, he's he's so frustrating. He, he's frustrating. And then one of the one of the surprising thing actually one surprising mm-hmm. thing. Milwaukee, they started off flat game one last on Monday. Mm-hmm. Game one, they started off flat against the the Orlando Magic. It was a good game. And Orlando kind of did this to the Raptors last year where they beat them game one and we're like, oh. And then the last few games, uh, Milwaukee's just kind of taking the game back. And I was like, okay, we're not, we're not, we're not going to lose to Orlando. Sounds like they're going to win that series, it looks like, right? Yeah. 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 And then uh, we've had, I think one of the best games until today, I think the best game of the playoffs had been uh, the Jazz versus the Nuggets game one. And it was Kyle, it was Murray versus uh, versus uh, Donovan Mitchell, and Mitchell was dropped fifty seven, and it wasn't like a cheap fifty seven. It was legit. It was a good game. It, it got me excited for the playoffs, and uh, and now that series is it's kind of that one is the 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 hardest to decide. If whoever says they know what's going to happen there, yeah, is is crazy because that series is. Is ridiculously hard. And shout out to the Heat. The Heat have been putting in work. Those dudes are going to be a tough out. Milwaukee versus Miami is going to be fun if and when Milwaukee finishes their, their series. And uh, Yeah, it might be a low-scoring series. Yeah. Seems like. yeah. And it's, but fun still. That, that one's going to be a lot of fun. And on the other side, the Thunder have been so disappointing up until and, yesterday. Yeah, that was a nice ending. I mean, I think it's kind of sucks that it takes Harden to to foul out yeah. for the Thunder to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, I mean, it went into overtime and then he fouled out. Uh, but I was hoping, I was actually, I can't, I had the Thunder to win that series yeah. in seven, I believe. And I'm a little disappointed that they haven't, uh, you know, showing up until. No rust. Until now. Yeah, no and that rust, too. Yeah, so. so they had everything going for themselves. Yeah, it just looks like their offense is it looks terrible. Like it's mm-hmm. it's unrecognizable. Like what, what I don't even know what they're running. It's yeah. like hero ball when and Chris Chris Paul doesn't take over when he should. It, it's very confusing to me. So I guess that would be one of the surprises for me. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that would be playoff P. Where are you at, bro? <laughs> I think this is playoff P. <laughs> I think this is it. Yeah, it I looks like it's not going to change. <laughs> It's it's so bad. Like it doesn't even seem like he he wants to you know put his imprint in in, in the series. He's just he's just going through the motions. Yeah, and I, honestly, if the Clippers keep playing this way, I'm concerned for them. I'm I'm very concerned for them, especially Luca's not. And I think one of the things that the NBA has been NBA players, I should say, not the NBA. The NBA players have been slow to recognize is that these European guys that are coming from Europe are not the European players that were coming into the NBA in the 80s, the 90s, and the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. This isn't Dirk coming in his first year where you could punk him around. This isn't Powell coming in. These are guys like Luca, who's been playing professional basketball against grown men for a long time, and also he's he, he's we were saying he's not from Germany or or Spain or England. This dude is from Slovenia. Yeah, those are tough countries. Those are 
just because he, you know, he's he's a white dude with green eyes or blue eyes, blonde hair, does not mean this dude is this soft dude who's who's who, who you can push around. So yeah, they the Clippers have tried to intimidate Luca and and Kristaps has not worked, and it's not going to work, and and that's where. I think these these guys have to understand you're not going to intimidate them. Kawhi just saying Kawhi is not in, in, in you're not you're not going to intimidate these dudes like that. And you see that in Miami too. Miami with their with their young guys. You're not scaring these guys the way you you scared them before. And it, and it's so interesting to see the Clipper thing play out because we were all just sure oh yeah they they I I'll be honest. I love Luca, but I thought this series was just just a nightmare matchup for them. And he's been doing whatever he wants on Beverly. That one game he played on on Leonard, George, uh, anybody, Reggie Jackson, anybody else they've thrown at him, he's done whatever he wants, and it, it's just, it's it's not the same. And I hope I hope the Mavericks win. I'm with you. I hope the Mavericks win too. I, I actually had the Ma- actually picked the Clippers in seven to yeah. win, even though I want the Mavericks to win. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Right, and I, I thought that because of uh, the inconsistency that they had all year long uh, as a team, where right. nobody was really playing due to injuries. Paul George was out in the beginning. Kawhi mm-hmm. decides to take a game off just because he wants to. Right, and then you get this whole bubble issue where not all players are there at the right time. Mm. Um, you know, you have uh, different players showing up in and out of the bubble. So they, they truly haven't played as a team until this series has started. So that was right, my reasoning, thinking that the Dallas Mavericks were going to give them a, a run for their money. Right. And, and they have at this point. They truly have. Sh- I mean, two to two. Yeah. Yes, tied. It's, it's going to go seven, it sounds like. I mean, it possibly can. Yeah. It, it can, yeah. Uh, I, I think one of the unsung heroes too, though, uh, would be Seth Curry. Seth Curry, he, he's he's balling out. Like his get, brother out there. Do you guys see what he what he 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 even had some words for Paul George today? He drove really? past him. Paul George fouled him. He got one and he <laughs> he uh, said some expletives. Really, at but, Paul George. Yeah. Ooh. So it's one of those Paul George. He's a good player, but everybody looks at him and says. Eh. Soft. Hey, by the way, happy birthday to Seth uh, Curry. It was his birthday today as well. Oh, oh yeah? yeah? It was his birthday, yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Seth. Yeah. yeah he, he balled out. And, and you know, the interesting thing is he's not just this, he's he's not just getting these buckets like spot-up shooting. He's putting the ball, he's putting the ball <laughs> he's in the driving, deck. yeah. He's using the backboard. Like He's he, going in there, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's going into that key, making that layup. Like his brother, exactly the same exact. It's like, yeah. Is that really is that Steph? No, oh, come on. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's yeah. respect. Let's let's yeah. respect Steph Curry. But yeah, no, it's it's been a, it's been a. I, I think this series has been fun. Yeah. You know. Um. But you know, let's talk about the Lakers. Let's I mean, talk about the Lakers. That's been that yeah. first game was rough. So game one, game one. How worried were you guys after game one? I was worried. I. Uh, one. I just. I was a ten. Ten. Okay. I was freaking out. Uh, I okay, it. I was more frustrated than I was worried, because I know that that that. Well, actually, I don't know exactly what the coach's game plan was, right. but if I were the coach, I know what my game plan would be. And the Blazers can't guard 
the Lakers. They yeah. shouldn't be able to guard the Lakers except for maybe some shooters. Right. But LeBron, yeah, that's questionable. <laughs> that's very questionable. D- Danny Green, possibly. I don't know. KCP. KCP is, <laughs> oh, yeah, KCP is actually the, the, our best shooter, believe it or not. We Googled it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, was, I was worried if I had to put it on scale, maybe like – a six, but as soon I you would see glimpses like, oh okay, like he put when when LeBron would actually play the way he has to play or AD, yeah, and I'm like, oh okay, they're just not doing what they should do, but they gotta turn the switch on and leave it on. I mean, to me, they looked so out of sync. It looked like it looked like if it was their first time playing together, and it it had me like worried. I'm like, what happened to? Oh my, we got screwed over with this bubble thing. Yeah. So, COVID nineteen really messes up. But we had it every the momentum going. I was I was I was at eight, and it was just what frustrated me about the first game was I know LeBron on the stat sheet had amazing twenty three sixteen or whatever. Yeah. I don't need you to get sixteen assists. Not on this team. Score. And that was the frustrating part about LeBron. He had this game where if you didn't watch the game, you come out being like, man, LeBron was awesome tonight. Look at the box score. But if you watch the game, you realize how much he took away from the team by score, by not scoring. And AD, and, and going to your point, Ed, I, I hated that he kept getting the ball in the three-point line. Give it to him in the post. And game two was a completely different story. Game two, he was in there. He was out-rebounding uh, anybody. Whiteside, Nurkic. He was giving Nurkic the business. It was the AD that we needed. In game three, they started off kind of very sloppy. And Dame and, and these dudes were kind of, you know, like, oh, maybe we got them in the second half was just AD and LeBron were like, no, no, no. I felt like the Blazers took advantage of the first half. Yes. They saw that the Lakers couldn't get it together. Mm-hmm. Their their offense and their defense was a little off. And I felt like um, Damian knew that that was their chance to get ahead. If they didn't get ahead then, they wouldn't have a chance later. Yeah. And they didn't. And it's what happened. They, yeah. They, uh, they had flashes uh, of success in the, in the fourth quarter. But the moment that they had these flashes, the Lakers would get it back together. Yeah. Almost if the Lakers were a little bored, almost as if they were just kind of like letting them do right. what they wanted to do, yeah. and then okay, that's enough. Let let us do what what we're here to do. So I, I was worried. I, I I saw the game at first, and I'm like, it's it was a sloppy win, and I, I still will say that. I still I won't go away from that because some of the, some of the like the first half and and some of the stuff that happened in the fourth quarter. But overall, I mean, yeah. it's great to see them win. It's great to, I mean, it's. It, I, I'm thinking it's gonna be. They're gonna wrap it up in the next two games. I think it was a game that the good teams win the way the Lakers won Game Three. There you go. Where it was, you don't come out of that game thinking like, "Oh, watch out for the Lakers," but you come out understanding the Blazers are not better than the Lakers because it was a game that the Lakers in the third quarter once they took the lead. They didn't. They weren't gonna cough up the game. It wasn't this thing where it was like, man, it's gonna be Dame time, and I, I can't stand Dame Lillard. So I, I, I've been, I've been 
just having a joy. And, and yesterday in the fourth quarter, when <laughs> they just kept showing him and he was all mopey. I was like, Dame time, Dame time. <laughs> but it was a game that the good teams, that this is how they they do it. They can, Especially in the playoffs. They control it. They control it. You might be able to get some buckets here and there. But ultimately, you know you're not going to take the game from them. And it was it was LeBron. His, playoff LeBron's a real thing. And, and he's been incredible. And AD, who's in the past killed the the Blazers, has been was has been great two of the three games so far. And hopefully tomorrow, going into the the game where they're gonna wear those jerseys. Yes, they're right? gonna wear that uh, the Kobe designed jersey. The the, the Happy with the, birthday, Kobe. The black. Uh, oh yeah, oh. birthday, Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're gonna wear those uniforms that he designed uh, with Nike. Right. Uh, they're like they have the. The snake. Uh, you think the Lakers would adopt that full time? Can they? No. Possibly they can. I mean, they well they have three uniforms right now. That would make it their fourth. They can't uh, unless they get rid of one of the white one. If they, that would be the only way. Oh, because they see. so every team has four uniforms. You might as well. It's not it, the white ones don't mean what they used to mean. Because before it was like the Sunday Whites. Yeah. And it was exciting. Dedicated now. to Chick Hearn. Yeah. That. And now it's yeah. like, I hate this new, like. I yeah. It, we, we, I don't like this new deal either. Because now the Lakers don't wear gold for all the home games. Yeah. And that's all the, uni- the only uniform we see because it looks weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different that's story a, there. That's a different discussion. It'll be cool. Day. Yeah. I'm excited to see those uniforms tomorrow and see them uh, play. Yeah. Uh, should be exciting. Before we, we move past the Lakers, I, I think. Uh, as I, as I was hearing you guys t- talk about them, I, I think I think yeah, playoff LeBron is a is a real thing, but I feel like it's more important for the for the team to be to have a playoff mentality. Yes, because I, I feel like they're just taking this too lightly. Yeah, they're they're not playing like oh we're gonna play for for a for a championship this year. Yeah, it just seems like oh we're just going through the motions, you know. Maybe because they're not used to it d- during the summer. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe the lack of fans. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's probably my greatest cause for concern. There's no. They're they're not they're not playing like they want to win a championship. You don't see the sense of urgency. You're saying really? right? And, and, and There's think, no urgency. So Ed and I watched the game last night together. Yeah. And there was there was that invite. Just kidding. Just <laughs> there, there was a a play where LeBron. And AD didn't run back uh, on a fast break. Yeah. And I think that's what he's t- talking about. Stuff like that. But that yeah. stuff shouldn't be happening. You could pinpoint a bunch of them. And like also the role players that that's all they add to the team. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get it, LeBron, you're tired, you're older. Maybe you, you can take, take a, a few uh, plays off. Because I would see that with Kobe all the time. Right. I, I would get it. But if your job is to quote unquote shoot, and if you're not even doing that right, <laughs> you're not going to defend hard and try to get a rebound. Like, what, what are you doing? Right. Can Can I get a shot up? And I'll go play. Let's go. You know, you got to play harder. Else, what What are you doing? I think. I think this team rides on LeBron. Absolutely. And, and I think it's one of those things that it's the first round, and we saw it. In Cleveland, LeBron dials it up as the playoffs go. And I remember when he was in Cleveland, 
uh, I think the last year, first round against the Pacers. And LeBron was in and out, in and out, and the team was in and out, in and out. And I think this is the team that is built, uh, as he picks it up, every, everybody else picks it up. And that's why I'm not worried. I th- game one worried me because he passed too much. And I was really worried because I, I was thinking if this is how he was going to approach this, we're not going to win. Because AD go- gets going as LeBron gets going. Because AD can create for himself. AD is not Chris Bosh. AD is not Kevin Love. AD is this superstar who can create for himself. LeBron needs to drive and needs to go for 30 every night. 35. As he does that and as he's been doing the last two games, the Lakers are a very different team. Because everybody else is, is more aggressive. Everybody else is attacking. That's why I'm not that worried. I, I think we're going to find in any, like you're saying, in any team, the the laziness or, or the getting tired. We just suck at shooting. So we're, we're going to be, we're going to get frustrated in our shooting all season, all the rest of the playoffs. Because we, KCP is our best shooter. And if you've seen KCP at all, he's the most frustrating <laughs> Laker in Laker history, that I, I mean, I'm, I can't think of another guy who's made me yell at the TV more than him. And maybe, maybe Chris Mim. I hated Chris Mim. <laughs> and his, and his small not as hands. much as Kwame. Kwame, <laughs> his small hands. But I just, I have so much confidence in this Laker team now. I'm so pumped for this Laker because this Laker team is looking like the team that. I thought, okay, that we we can win a title with these guys, and LeBron is just dialing it up. So right. I, I'm not worried. But okay, I do agree with most of the things you're saying. Yeah, that he does have he does have has to he does have to uh, sorry uh, attack more. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent And also that our shooting is terrible. Right. Now we can't fix our shooting. So what I think, like if if like let's take a, a boat that's leaking, you know, okay. you have two holes, and you got to cover one, but you still got another one, right? Yeah. So what what we got to do is if we're not going to shoot well, at least have our defense be tip top, because when when we started this season, our defense was much better than what it's been since the bubble. Okay. Bubble defense has. Has not been very good. The last two games has been a lot better, though. Yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. As as our defense goes up, right, the Lakers improve, and I, I feel like they need to focus on that. If because the shooting, let's face it, they're not going to become, they're not going to become a great shooting team right. overnight. Yeah. So I think that's how you combat the shooting. Maybe that's why I'm not worried because I I I'm seeing the defense. Yeah. Improve. As they have game one, they they beat us. We sucked game one. We only lost by seven. So so let's yeah. Game yeah. one, it was a seven that felt like thirty seven because I was just like, oh my god, here's Dame and the Lakers could have won that dancing. game. Yeah. Yes, we but were they up did in it. the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, they let go of it. It was their loss. As the Lakers are are raising the defensive intensity 
everything and that's why i'm i'm not as worried because i i i'm believing yeah what i'm seeing in the last two games that this is just gonna yeah if we're trending in that direction it it should it should it should be good yeah but the thing where i i still kind of you know I'm i'm a little disconcerted i guess uh is that it's the blazers right and the blazers aren't at least to me not a very good team for sure but then next round we'll get the rockets right or the thunder i'm not really worried about the thunder or the rockets yeah and if I, this I agree. is and if this is the clippers we're getting i'm not really worried about the clippers yeah no ho- hopefully they bring up their intensity as we go along but yeah we'll see and and i'm with german on this like this seeing that defense like progress shows me that they could they could possibly beat any team yeah. the way they handle the, the blazers and and I know you say Ed, that it's just the blazers and and they, they're not that great of a team um but i i do think that they do play to a point to the, to their competition mm. i i think that they hold they hold back they don't maybe try as hard yeah. but when you get someone like the clippers we saw that game before Before the season ended, and you know, um, before the COVID situation, before the bubble. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that that's Sunday game, night. Yeah. They, shook, they came out like game two here with the yeah. Blazers, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. They clearly wanted to make a statement showing, hey, we're the better LA team. Yeah. Let's just put this to. And that was a good week because we that week the Lakers beat Milwaukee and the Clippers. Yeah. And it was one of those, like, okay, that was when Le- the LeBron MVP stuff started to heat up. Yeah. The Lakers are the best team in the in the league, like that whole thing. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I even told you that when they play like this, they're unstoppable. No one yeah. can beat them. Yeah. But I, th- I think I'm, I'm taking more of like a coaching approach. I think yeah. that's what I'm doing. I'm trying yeah. to harp on it. Well, of course, I'm not the coach, but <laughs> if I were, I'd, I'd probably be like more like an old school harping on them. I, I would know. tell them to blitz every screen. Uh, it, it kills me that they're not blitzing every single Damian Lillard screen. Blitz yeah. it, blitz it, blitz it. No matter what, just blitz it. Yeah, and he's he, even it. if he scores fifty-seven points, he's not he's not gonna beat you. Exactly, he can't beat you. And I think they went away. They went that direction towards the end. Yeah, they, they did. They let him do his thing, and Dame time was Dame time, but, the, the, <laughs> but it wasn't team time. Right, exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and McCullum isn't. If McCullum isn't going off, and and anti and, and Camaro Anthony's not going off. And I, I think we we should be finish seven five. We should. Yeah, absolutely. We should. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, we should mention though, as we go into um, the NFL, um, just so that people know that we are not a, we, that we are equal with everybody. The Galaxy did bit LAFC is straight to zero. Shout out to my buddy Elias. Yeah, he's a he's a long uh, time to, Galaxy yes. fan. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> and and uh, the homie Chewy. Yeah, <laughs> Chewy. Shout yeah. out to Chewy. And let's keep in mind LAFC had uh, Carlos Vela back, so there's no excuses here. I'm not making any. We sucked. <laughs> we we sucked. We were bad all over the place. The Galaxy were more aggressive. Uh, the Galaxy were just flat out better. That's as far as I. That's as much as I want to say. Shout out to the dudes that like Galaxy. We'll see you guys later. It's a regular season win. We'll see you guys later. That's all I want to say about that. The NFL. We're getting closer to football. We're tw- we're 21 days or 20 days 
for Sunday kickoff. Ooh. So that means we are, what, like 17, 18 from Thursday football, mm. the, the first game, the Chiefs versus the Texans. The NFL has said they're going to have twenty up to 22% capacity yeah. in the stadiums. What do you guys think? Good deal? Bad deal? Good idea? Bad idea? I see nothing wrong with it. Um, again, I'm one of those guys that let's open things up. Go at your own risk. The only issue I see with that is I think they, their their uh, their hopes are a little higher than than uh, what's going to happen because I I don't see it happening. There's a lot of different states that are you know California for example, everything's shut down here. You can't get a haircut. You know you you know you can't get your nails done. You know you can't go go to, you can't go to the gym right. So all these things are happening. So I I, I don't see that happening here in California. Um, I, I I think they're just hoping it happens. You yeah. Know, especially like you have you know brand new stadium SoFi where the Rams and the Chargers are going to be playing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's sad to see that there may not be a fan until the 2021 in there. Um, but I'm all for it if they can make it happen. I mean I think each stadium fills a football stadium is a capacity of 60,000 people. Right. So if any sport's going to do it, it's going to be the NFL, yeah. um, and somehow put you know the clear walls and. Um, somehow make it work. If, if it's someone that is going to be the NFL with that stadium that size. Yeah. Yeah, should be interesting. What do you yeah. think, Ed? Uh I think... For one, I, I, think it, I think it is a good idea, but to actually get a good concrete answer, I'd have to see them actually do it. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure how... Like, if, if they're just going to... If they're just gonna put like people in certain sections and like separate them, like you said, the 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 glass, kind of like the the whole hockey hockey thing, penalty box. So the way they're gonna do it is they're gonna distribute tickets by little sections. So they're, okay. they're calling it pots. So you're buying a pot of like say like eight seats, and it's just like your family. Mm. And the only people that you can distribute those tickets or exchange those tickets is with your family. So it just pots throughout the stadium of like eight to ten people. That's according to the NFL. The Cowboys uh-huh. are doing that. Chiefs are doing that in several different NFL teams. It's interesting to see teams like what you're saying, Albert, the California teams. Mm-hmm. Where California, New York, yeah, New, York, New, York, New Jersey, yeah, too. Where, where it's more strict. How are you know the Rams and the Chargers, the Niners? How are they going to do that? Are they going to even have fans? And the NFL has even talked about being open to having a a bubble for the for the playoffs, which is, I think makes total sense. Right. I think Major League Baseball has talked about doing a bubble as well for the uh, baseball for the playoffs. Have had a bubble for the season, but that's yeah 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 right. So we'll see. We'll see how how that plays out, and and yeah, I mean, hopefully they figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also interested in how they're gonna let the people in, how that's gonna be. You know, are they gonna check? I'm sure. Yeah, they probably will check temperature. Yeah. Um. But also, also, uh, they're gonna give the the, the season ticket owners like. Uh, I would think they get priority, priority. Right? They get priority. Yeah, I would think, like, yeah. Imagine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they get priority. 
would they be able to sell tickets to other people? Is that not going to be allowed? I don't think so. so that, that's I think the only people too. that can go for you would be like your family members. Right. So the, this whole reselling of tickets, it's, it's, it's going to yeah, change, it's right? be done. Yeah. 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 Wow. Because I mean, these, these, these companies that resell tickets just are bank like StubHub. They're banking mm-hmm. on the fact that you're going to buy a season ticket and you're going to resell it and they get their commission. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So, right. wow. I, I didn't even think about those companies yeah yeah because i wonder what they're doing now yeah. yeah there's no concerts i mean i mean unless you're there's nothing really yeah to see unless you're i think they sell other events but i mean what event but what event are you going yeah. to right now yeah. well it also depends on what part of the country you're in as well because some some oh, people some people are some states actually do have have stuff going on you know whether they actually stay within the ordinances uh we don't really know, yeah. but I I've heard of a few things so, that they're actually you know, doing. I saw I was watching the game earlier, and I saw um, this movie that was being announced, and it said available in theaters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it said <laughs> wherever they may be open. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, where? Yeah, a, you know, like Alaska or <laughs> yeah. What's interesting though, seeing other countries uh, watching the 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 Champions League final today, and they showed an image in in France. In France, they had like a whole, like party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a whole stadium, like they had like, yeah, the was stadium it, was, was like Corona. What they they were back, <laughs> but it was it's a country that's kind of dealt with it. They were like, okay, we're kind of good, we're we're back. I mean, even China, yeah, they had a like a huge concert in the huge venue in Wuhan, the the birthplace of it. <laughs> yeah, wow. it, so it's. it's, it's so I mean that's a good sign though. I mean the fact that that's happening in these countries is a good sign that we're slowly going away from this. Right. It could be a good sign or, or put your tinfoil hat on. Yeah. A terrible sign. Right. Because <laughs> that means that we're not we're not getting to that stage. I know. <laughs> and everyone wow. else already got over it. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, so, well, speaking of that, that takes us on to our next topic here. Okay. And uh, our next topic is. What does it mean to stay safe and healthy? So, with this whole COVID deal, yeah, um, everybody tells you, "Hey, thanks for calling. Stay safe." Uh, or, "Hey, uh, have a great day. Stay safe and be healthy." For work, that I, I feel like everybody—that's their new signature on their email, right? Yeah. And, and what's your feeling when you when you hear this? Like, what do you what do you feel when someone tells you those those words? Honestly, it's become. So in the beginning, you uh-huh. thought, stay home. Uh-huh. You know, stay home, wear a mask, six feet, you know, the whole thing. Now, it's just fun. You know, it's like when people say, hey, have a good day. You're like, oh, yeah, you know what? You so it's become that. Have yeah. a good day. What about to you? What does that mean? Mm, well, yeah, I agree with that. It's more of a formality now. It's uh-huh. just like, oh, well, yeah. You guys have to stay safe. Whatever that means. Because <laughs> at first I had like the warm, fuzzy feeling like, hey, hey, like I love you. Have a great day. It was kind of like that. Yeah. But I think I'm at, I'm at the sec- first stage. Now at the, the stage where, hey, just, just take care of yourself. Have a, right. good day. Like, have a good day. You know, it's kind of like, uh, bye-bye. You know, it's not, it's not, so not, what does that mean though? So I was curious. We talked about this yeah. as we were prepping for the show. And we're like, let's, let's dig into this. What does it really mean? Mm-hmm. And... I went into the CDC website, which is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, and they're the ones that are, that are telling us how to protect yourselves, ourselves. Right. Um, and, I mean, simple little things. It's very basic 
elementary things that you probably should be already doing. And shame on you if you're not. Um, and for example, is wash your hands. You know, wash your hands when you. But I mean, if you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Hold on, let's entertain this. Like, if you were washing your hands before. Uh huh. Like I get it. Yes, wash your hands. Uh huh. But to me, that's one of those. It's been such a surprise that a lot of people like, don't wash their hands. Yeah, like you need to be reminded of that. You'd yeah, be surprised. I've got people you know, leaving the restroom not washing their hands. Me too. You know what I've heard, though, actually? <laughs> you know what I've heard? People are like, wait, you wash your hands after you pee? I'm like, yeah, you oh wash your hands after you do everything. What are you talking you got, about? I wash my hands yeah. before I pee. Yeah, I do this sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, I think... I think we've come to find out that people are nasty, bro. <laughs> it's exposed the different side of people. Yeah. Do you guys hear Apple is on their on the next update for the Apple Watch is releasing a wash your hands uh, oh. feature. So kind of like breathe. Yeah. So the moment you wash your hands, the app will detect that your hands are being washed. Yeah. And it'll have like a little thirty second timer, <laughs> and then okay, you're good to go. You're free of germs. We we've gone into that extent. Yeah. Man. That's. Yeah, like Man. at work. Um, since there's different ships, um, I would go into a restroom, and then uh, there'd be a line. And then uh, this is when it had barely started. And the guy just finished using the restroom, and he went out. And we all just look at each other. We're like, dude, he just didn't wash his hands. And he's touching glass, and we have to, like, uh, fix it and set it up. Like, no. So I was like, man, this is... I felt like just going back out and grabbing them and like, dude, wash your hands. And the truth is, you, you probably should. We probably should help tell these people to wash their hands because shame on them. You know, like it's, oh, you, you think it's rude for you not doing it, but it's rude for them not doing it. Or we should just throw a, like water balloons filled with Purell and then just, here, catch. <laughs> there you go. Ah. Yeah. Any, any means necessary. It's, instead of paint pots, we, we just put hands on our toes. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that was one of them. Wash yeah, your hands, and right. again, it should be happening. Uh, the other one is avoid close contact with with people. So of course. that's the the six feet apart, mm. no large gatherings. Which doesn't. Happen, yeah, you go to the Home Depot, you go to the grocery store. I mean, really, like no one is doing that. Um, the bank. Yeah, all these places that people are going around. That people are having dinner outside, especially here in California. Uh, people are finding ways around it. Mm-hmm. They're having, you know, they're dining out in, in, the, in their patios. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is it really a different? Is it really that different? Yeah. So that, that's one of those things. Um, wear a mask, um, and that's been the, the big push. Wear a mask all the time whenever you go outdoors. So, right. And there's people that are against it, as you know, and that's a whole different story. Uh, that was the other one. And cover your cough and your sneezes. Um, that Which again, you should have always done that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one is clean and disinfect. You would think you would want to clean your area. <laughs> you would, you know, kind of. It goes with washing your hands. It, it should already be happening. Yeah. Um, and the last one I thought it was interesting is monitor your health daily. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Sorry? Monitor your health daily. Oh. So uh, um, okay. I think what they mean by that is just. You know, check your temperature if you're mm, feeling weird. Check for your symptoms and all that. Yeah, um, but but to me, it means more than that. Just just, I think, I mean, I'm not sure exactly to what extent they're talking about in, yeah. in that little phrase there. But to me, it, it it should be something that we're constantly doing all the mm-hmm. time, taking care of our health. Um, which that was the first segment here was the stay safe, right? So we wanted to unravel what the 
what the healthy means because it's stay safe and healthy. Yeah. Some people say that too. And we wanted to get into the healthy uh, of how you should be monitoring your health, what you should be doing um, you know, to, to not get sick. Right. Um, and a lot of the stuff, it isn't just, is it, these are, uh, it should be a lifestyle that we live. Um, yeah. And simply just to uh, eat healthy. Uh, it's really hard to do. You know, there's so much temptation going on. I mean, I struggle with it myself. I mean, last night I had a, I had a burger. <laughs> we, uh, uh, mm. we went for a Whopper run, two for five right now. <laughs> hey, that's a good deal. <laughs> I had Wendy's. I've, I had Wendy's. I've done. Wendy's. You know I've what I'm saying? It, it's, it's challenging, you know? Um, so that's one of those things that we need to take care of our bodies. We need to take care of ourselves. Um, one of the, the, the biggest things to avoid um, is uh, trans fats. So trans fat, really, that's anything that's processed, mm. to keep it simple. Yeah. Anything uh, like mm. French fries, microwave popcorn, mm. donuts, fried chicken, all that stuff uh, leads... Almost to, all know, the good stuff. Yeah, it's all the good stuff. It really is. Yeah, it, it all becomes trans fat. Yeah. And these trans fat increases the risk of heart th- disease and... I mean that that stuff. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. Um, if you can stay away from that, you're you're already taking a a large step right mm-hmm. there. I mean, it also causes you to gain weight, and you know that puts you at risk. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think also I, when I think of that, I think of it from the standpoint of the mental stuff. Uh huh. And when you stay home. As much as we've all been forced to stay home now, mm-hmm. it's it creates this laziness mentally, mm-hmm. not just physically and not just in in our foods, but th- this mental illness. And not from the, just the standpoint of depression or anxiety, but this rise in the laziness of 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 the way we think, and it's what we hit on last on last week's final thought of, of the, the thought process and the mentality of voters was just just tell me what I need to vote tell me and one of the things that one of the ways that we we can stay healthy during this this quarantine this pandemic is reading I think reading is so important meditating finding ways to to turn off the TV turn off the the song turn off um, social media. Yeah, social media. Turn out, you know, get away from your phone. If your phone died, just charge it and, and let it, let it, let it sit. And go and think of stuff. Go look at, go look at trees. Go for a walk. Um, just these different things that we need to do to, to get our brains active and going. Also, start writing, draw, paint, and these different things that get us, that wake us up. Play an instrument if you're a musician. And this is where learn a different language. The quarantine, huh? Learn a different language, right? This is where the quarantine is was good because well, should have been good if you're taking advantage of it because you this was the one time to start the one project you said you didn't have time to, which leads to a lot of mental health because we all are people created. To, to do stuff, go out and, 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 and do stuff. And when we 
feel like we suck, we are failures, it, it brings us down. It, it mentally, it drives us maybe to depression, to have anxiety attacks, to panic and be insecure. But when you're being productive, when you're doing, and even productive from the standpoint of I took out the trash, I washed the dishes, and that, the difference between that and waking up at noon, be like, man, I did nothing today. It's like night and day. You wake up at nine, wash the dishes, and you take out the trash. It's like, man, I did something today. Yeah, they say making your bed is a great thing to do. Do it because it makes you feel accomplished already, and you're doing it before you get your day started. My my wife's a big uh, push for that. She's always, hey, let's make the bed. (laughs) And if we don't make it, uh, she even tells you sometimes, oh, it was a horrible day. I didn't make the bed. I was rushing it. I had to leave because she usually will leave a little later than me, so she'd be the one that makes the bed. Yeah. And it's funny that whenever she has a bad day, it always starts where mm. I didn't make the bad. And I think it goes to what you're saying. Is yeah. it, it, it matters how you start your day. Yeah. You know, those are small little victories, but they're important. Yeah. It's, and I think it's, it's one of those. And I see it in my days. Whenever I go to the office and whenever I stay home, when I go to the office, I'm waking up early. I'm getting dressed. I'm mm-hmm. showering. And and by you know I leave my house by like seven fifteen or so, mm-hmm. but I've been up since like five forty five and and I'm up I'm doing these things, that by the time I'm in my car driving to work, I'm already ready, caffeinated and everything. Yeah. Well, actually, no. <laughs> I have my coffee ready. I drink it at work. But it's one of those things that before that when I work at home, mm-hmm. I go in at eight. I'm waking up at. 7.45, mm-hmm. washing my teeth, I'm, you know, I'm taking my time, my coffee. Like, it's different. Right. Mentally, it's different. And I think, like, I think you mentioned earlier just a second ago that that when, this during this quarantine, the, the time to start the, these projects that have never gotten mm-hmm. is now, right? I realized, and I shared it in, on the pod, that it wasn't, this. the fact that we have quarantine time hasn't given me more time. It's, I haven't, reorganize my time I haven't structured it correctly because yeah. I realized that I had all this time but I wasn't doing anything with it during this quarantine right. so I think it's important that you you, know, you set your goals I, yes. I shared that my wife and I had have started doing like home projects we mm-hmm. set up a, a, bought a, she bought a, like a board and this board we broke the projects down into three categories so things that, are, that we could do for free like, like trim a tree uh, clean the backyard things like that right and then things that require you know a little bit more money, yeah, and then big projects require a lot of money. So, you know, every time you check one of those off, it it, it feels great. Yeah, it's an accomplishment, and yeah, you got to set yourself little goals, reorganize your time. We 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 even plan our week. We were doing that before the COVID deal. We probably should go back to that. We would like, hey, this day we're gonna do this with our families, mm. or this day we're having a date night, and yeah. so on. And that stuff has helped us a lot. Yeah, and I and another thing. Mm. The TV has become such a, more than ever, because you're home now more than ever. So you're more on Netflix more than ever. You're, you're on whatever streaming services you mm-hmm. use. That it takes time from reading. It takes time from doing the things that, that, that get your juices flowing. You know, writing. Mm-hmm. That mentally, we are in a position... And I think a lot of people are more. We're now in a in a, in a society where 
you don't have to go very far for somebody to say I'm depressed. You don't have to go very far for someone to say that they're they're batting anxiety. And a lot of those are self-inflicted. Some of them is legit. Some of those are, are, hey, that's just the way it goes. But a lot of those is just, well, why are you depressed? And you end up finding out, well, I just, I watch TV all day and I feel like a loser. It's like, well, yeah, you kind of, you kind of are. Turn off the TV, read a book, do push-ups. Yeah, do working out. Yeah. And that that was one of the other things on our list here that working out will just do so many wonders for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it obviously will cause weight loss. It uh, reduces your stress, yeah. right? You uh, are going to feel a lot better. Your, yeah. your, your, your state of mind, if you're feeling down, you're going to feel great. I mean, it happens to me. Like, there's times when I don't get enough sleep. I'm having a rough day. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel so good. Yeah. And, you know, I do a, I do a, a workout. And you'd be surprised. Like, it's like my mood change. I feel energetic all of a sudden. I'm, I feel a lot better. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, just working out will do a lot of things and it improves your memory, improves your your productivity as well. So you working out will lead to you doing other things. Um, one of the things that I love doing for working out is I'm a, I'm a runner, and it's very simple. I mean, just go outside and, and run, go for a run. Just yeah. and I started. I've been running for like ten years now, and it's been a process. I started running like a mile, and that was a great accomplishment. Great a mile. And then I started adding more and more to it. And then it could be as simple as that. It's easy to start. Um, during the quarantine, I wasn't going out. Um, and I started doing some indoor, uh, like, CrossFit workouts. And that became a bigger deal. Um, Ed actually introduced me to mm-hmm. like a full-on uh, CrossFit workout. Yeah. And that became, like, even better. If you want to explain to them what that looks like a little bit. Uh, the... Okay, so it's a... Uh... It's actually a subscription that I've had for a while, and and it's actually kind of funny because I stopped working out for like maybe almost a year, maybe more, about 13, 14 months. But in this subscription, they email you every day at about 8 p.m., mm-hmm. they email you the next day's workout. Now, when they email you that and you're working out, Sometimes it could be a little frustrating. You're like, oh, man, my butt's sore. I got to do this again. But when you're not doing anything, it's like, dude, I'm lazy. Mm. Why don't I get back to it? Yeah. And granted, it took me like over a year. But when this whole COVID deal happened, I said, well, if not now, then when? Right. <laughs> so so I started because they have this, this cool feature where it's a it's a home workout edition. They have, they have different... They have different features. There's the the actual legit one if you have a barbell and your squat cage and pull-up bar and all that. If you don't have it, it's fine. There's a home workout edition. It's it's a, it, I'll just give you guys the website. It's a comptrain.com. Mm-hmm. And they'll email you guys every, every day a, a nice little workout. But yeah, that's basically what, it, what we do. It's a high-intensity interval training, basically, and... In addition to that, there's also a weight, a weightlifting, which is a good way to, to, to burn fat. Well, actually, the best way to burn fat. So you strengthen your muscles, and the muscles burn the fat. Yeah. So yeah. that's basically what that, 
yeah. that, that workout's about. I've been following it. I mean, Ed has been teaching me. I mean, some of these some of these moves are like Olympic moves. So yeah. it, they're, they're complex. You have to do them right. And you, right. You know, sometimes he's not around. I'll do like a YouTube video and you figure them out. But I mean, it, it's there's simple things that you can do at your house. Like you said, with no weights, they'll tell you to pick up some, like a bucket if you don't have weights and you can make it work. I mean, you can go on Pinterest and yeah. find workouts. I mean, yeah. And they work. They'll leave you sore. You can do air squats, no weights, and things like that. So it's just a matter of, of, of you taking the time to, yeah. to, to, to make it all work. And how, do, how, does that, how does that improve? Obviously, physically. Uh-huh. And so why don't you guys speak on why that's important, the health during this time, the physical health as well. Why is that so important during this quarantine? Well, I mean, specifically... Because it, it builds up your immunity to, to certain certain diseases. I can speak on it personally. Yeah. Whenever I'm working out and eating moderately healthy, mm-hmm. if it's flu season, I usually don't get the flu. Yeah. Now I, I can't tell you at a microscopic level what my what my body is going through. Yeah. But it it's it's been proven that getting at least 150 minutes of moderate exercise per week. Improves uh improves your your immunity to certain certain uh, diseases or, or or things that y- your body goes through. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, I think also working out does help with your mental, I mean, with your mental fitness too. Because as humans, I think we 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 oftentimes don't struggle as much because we're really comfortable now. Mm. And working out is hard. Yeah, especially if it's a new if it's a new movement, you're like, oh man, I gotta learn something new. Yeah. On top of that, I'm, I'm gonna be out of breath and it's gonna be really hard. So that also improves with your with the way you're feeling. I, I I can feel every time after a workout. Like if I didn't want to do it after I'm done with it, I feel great. I feel like okay, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically Im- immunity in terms of in terms of. Uh, of, of, of phys- physical physical fitness yeah. yeah and there's new studies saying too that the muscle mass um actually builds a strong immune system mm. so pretty much that that saying is the more muscle you have the better immune system you're gonna have yeah and that and for you to do that it requires some lifting yeah. it requires you to eat the right amount of protein um, yeah. to be able to have that that strong muscle for a better immune system. Um, and that kind of takes us on to some of the supplements that you should maybe want to look into. Um, you don't necessarily have to have any of these supplements. You can get them naturally from a lot of foods. Uh, for example, like vitamin C. We, we, know, we all know we can get that from you know fruits, right? For example, oranges, lemons. Kiwis. And, yeah, kale, broccoli, things like that. Yeah. But you can take a vitamin C supplement to, to help you. You, know, you may not be eating enough greens so that that's the one you want to throw up vitamin c in there uh the b6 um those uh, help you help um your immune system react yeah. to to the the new the, the infection so that are coming through right away yeah. and you could find that in you know chicken or fish um also in, in vegetables as well yeah and um vitamin e is also another one that helps fight infection um, and those those you can find in nuts. So um, try to have a balanced diet is the key. Don't overeat as well because 
what happens with food is very like I mean we all like even if you're eating like a bad meal like try not to overeat because what happens is that you're like for example if you have a lot of carbohydrates which is like pastas and and rice and things like that nothing wrong with having some of these carbo like carbohydrates like especially if it's like like rice or or beans and things like that like yeah. a whole whole like a whole food as opposed to something that's processed but if you overdo it either you burn it right away or your body stores it later mm-hmm. and most likely you're not going to use that energy yeah and it just becomes fat and that's what causes the gain weight yeah. that's that's how simple it is and i mean it's easy when something's good you know you're going to go for that second bite yeah yeah and also uh also going outside and getting some sun which is your vitamin d which is helps you a lot with your uh, respiratory system which is what covid attacks mm-hmm. that's what uh what um it, it focuses on um and also on top of that with it with the diet I, we didn't mention uh too much sugar is bad for you guys <laughs> believe it or not if 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 you guys eat too much sugar try to try to stay away from the coke and, and all that stuff because when 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 you eat too much sugar it turns into fat. Yeah. There's no other way around it. It's just it, it doesn't just dissipate. It doesn't go up into the atmosphere. <laughs> Evaporate. It, yeah. Well, it yeah. turns into fat, guys. Yeah. And also I mean don't smoke. If what? you do already. If, what? Yeah. <laughs> smoking is terrible. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> uh, so so smoking is terrible and also drinking alcohol it kills your immune system. So mm-hmm. I feel like we we need to mention that because a lot of people that's all they're doing right now. And I'm sure like people are, especially with the alcohol. I can yeah. imagine people are stressed, and that's the easy solution. Hey, let's just let's just have a drink. Let's forget about this. So that's I'm glad you're mentioning that. And that that could be that could be with uh, with mental health as well because right. if, if mentally you're unfit and your your solution to everything is drink alcohol or mm-hmm. oh I need I need a cigarette. You're, not only is your is is your mental fitness lacking? But you're also affecting your physical fitness yeah. by by doing these. What's well, like the great American philosopher Michael Scott? Times. <laughs> Do you think that smoking drugs is cool? Do you think that doing alcohol is cool? And then Stanley, no, I do not. And you shouldn't think that's cool. So yeah, wise, <laughs> wise words. Wise words. Yeah. To add to that, vitamin D. Um, and I, I know uh, you asked about mental healthness. Vitamin D, lack of vitamin D, uh, will will cause you to feel depressed. Oh, so if you get really? some sun, yeah, yeah. So if you don't have enough vitamin D, you can have symptoms of depression. Yeah, and all all you need to do is go for a walk, get some sun, open the blinds, and that will help you with the vitamin D. Actually, no, you need to go out there. Oh, you need to go because out because the glass prevents. <laughs> The, so oh, the, the, the glass won't allow you to get the full benefits mm. of the sun. Because so take out the trash. Exactly. Take the trash out. Listen to your wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if um, and you, you know, yeah, I know. I, I don't know. What I need to go about. take out the trash once I get home. <laughs> Think about it. Like everything in this world is energized by the sun. Yeah. Right. How many times do you go out? You get a little sun. You feel energized when you come back. You feel a little better. When I go to you know, work. Sounds right. like we, we are also energized by the sun as well. It's our source of energy. It's our best source of energy. Yeah. So. But yeah. too much sun can... 
Well, okay. Actually, the, Ooh, on, here we on go. that. Uh oh. No, I'm not saying too much sun isn't bad. Of course, it, it could be bad. But it actually depends on on your skin and how much melanin you contain. Yeah. Like white white people can like mine. Sun it's bad for way me. You surprised me. You know so much about like it's <laughs> the sun is bad for me. You should be my source. For I I go sure. I do uh, I I become red like a shrimp. Yeah, I did, I did too. It's because, bad for me because. Uh, lighter skinned people can absorb the sun more easy, more more in a more easy easy way. So, so vitamin D is not as I hard. Can, I can right. So if you're brown, you got to stay out in the sun, cook a little longer. It's fine. Yeah, it's good for you. Albert and I have to be very little <laughs> more careful. They say just 15 minutes a day. That's all you need, and, and right. it doesn't have to be full on. Like, hey, let me stand out here, shirtless, <laughs> pants. Yeah, just go out there and, and, and throw the trash out. Exactly. Go out there and water the grass. Go out there for a, a small little walk. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that those so not, not a smoke, just take a walk. <laughs> yeah, don't go out of smoke. Yeah, not a smoke or a drink. Um, with that, also I wanted to talk about the benefits benefits of coffee. Since we we, Ooh, we push for yes. coffee, yes. Um, black coffee is actually very beneficial. My favorite. You kill it when you drink in French. The 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 French press the coffee French press. today. Yeah, French yeah. press is good. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I thought we were um, gonna keep this a mystery. Ch- check out our <laughs> check out our video on Instagram to yeah. see how you make it. Uh, um, German did a whole thing on how the French press, uh, how French press coffee is made, and right. it's actually one of the best ways to make coffee. It's, it's old school, simple, yeah. and it, it keeps the taste great. Yeah. Um, but black coffee is beneficial for you. There's nothing wrong with it. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you have it, and you know, um, and not in excess, um, you kill the coffee when you throw the sugar in. Like I said, when you the throw creamer. in the mm-hmm. dairy. And that's why if you can avoid dairy, avoid it. Use other, uh, use use uh, coconut milk. You know, but try to drink a black. Um, it boosts your energy levels. We know that. That's why we all drink it. Um, Just if, shut me down. What's that? It shut me down. What happened? The, the oh, the coffee shut you down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Um, <laughs> it's warm. It's also beneficial for your liver. Okay, it's, it's gonna help um, reduce depression as well. Um, it can also lower your risk of diabetes. Uh, it can cleanse your stomach, uh, reduce the risk of cancer, and can Yo. actually help you, you uh, with weight loss. Facts. Yeah. Um, nice. So it has antioxidants, and our bodies are constantly detoxing themselves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, it's, it's constantly happening every time, yeah. and coffee will help with all those things as well. So. Yeah. It's a little token there on on the coffee. Yeah, and if and if you're one of those like I can't drink coffee, hot, uh, black coffee, it's too strong for me. Fill the the cup halfway and put hot water, and, it, and it'll help. And as your tongue gets used to the taste, you'll be able to drink more coffee and add less water. And that's yeah. how you do it. You or just, just gotta get used to it. Or do the milk and no sugar. That if you eliminate the sugar part, you're, you'll be golden. I mean, you're. Doing so much. Right well, if there. there's any tea fans out there, that's that's oh, yeah, a good option too. too. Yeah, green tea. Tea is a yeah. jasmine tea. Yeah, it tastes great and gives you energy as well, especially green mm-hmm. tea. Yeah. So that that's kind of what we wanted to present to you guys. Just what what does it mean to stay safe and healthy? Yeah. That you know, some of the things, uh, simple things that you could be doing. I know it, it can, you can get very complex and go more deep into it, but this is kind of a simple little outline. I'm not sure if you have anything else. That you like to add to this? I think it's also easy easy to remember. Uh, I started doing um, my house last week, actually. I started doing push-ups and just okay. the regular stuff. And if you're not 
ready, physically ready to get to a place where you're doing the, the high or intensity stuff. Don't think, well, I can't, I can't do a pull-up, so do a push-up. Do some jumping jacks. Baby get a steps. jump rope and just get into that habit. Start walking. And, and I think that's where another part of this home stay healthy. Don't just look at the finished product. Start where you can start. Don't get crazy yeah. and be like, well, okay, I'm going to start eating healthy. I'm going to go to Whole Foods. And then go to Whole Foods once or Sprouts once and be like, oh, it's so expensive. Well, don't go there. <laughs> go, go, go to go look, open up the, the weekly sales. Get what's on sale. Don't get crazy. If you don't buy kiwis, don't buy kiwis. There's other fruit. And I think that's the part also to remember. Keep it simple. And, and, and push-ups is as simple as you can get. You need nothing. You need the ground. In your in your arms and that's it. You need your body and and and, and the ground. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it real. Don't yeah. go on these crazy diets that you can't fulfill. That you yes. have to stand on one foot and put one <laughs> hand up to, to do it. Just <laughs> you eat three. You, you eat three calories today, and then yeah. you can eat what. Five thousand calories the yeah, next day, or, or throw the sauna suit on and take yeah. a shot of apple cider vinegar with yeah, a, I mean, with some lemon. What? Yeah, whatever. It just, yeah. I mean, just you're a human being. You know, you, yeah, you have to reward yourself once in a while and have some course that's not right. so good for you. But right. just you know, keep in mind that you know you're a human being and don't be hard on yourself. But definitely try to live a balanced yes. life and make it a lifestyle. Yeah. All right. So with that, um, let's cry. Yeah, today, um, we're going to move to our final thought. <laughs> today would have been uh, Kobe Bryant's 42nd birthday. And we, we wanted to just talk about him and mm-hmm. honor him, um, you know, for what, the years of basketball that he gave us. And I thought about what would be the best way. And I think, is, um, I think if we dive into how Kobe would have liked for us to remember him, I think okay. that that would have been the, the most appropriate way to talk about him today on yeah. his birthday. Because, again, today's Sunday when this is being recorded. And this whole week is going to be Kobe week. And we talked about the Lakers wearing yes. uh, for tomorrow's game against the Blazers for, for game four. Yeah. They're wearing that Kobe jersey that he designed. So we'll be seeing a lot of different things. Orange County and California mm-hmm. said that it's going to be Kobe week and, yeah. and so on. Right. So And on, the, and on our uh, Instagram page, Kobe week as well. Yeah. So stay tuned up for that. Yeah, so nice. um, I thought about it hard. I'm like, how would he have liked to be remembered? And I, I believe that he would want to be remembered uh, for his hard worth ethic hmm. and at the same time for being a loving uh, father and a hu- husband. And we, we want to dive into to how that looked like. Um, and I was always a, a fan of, of who the man was um, for his hard worth ethic. I'm not sure... What was the most? What was the biggest thing for you besides the basketball, the the, the skills? And I think it was that. I think yeah. it was it was the the work ethic, but not just the work ethic from the standpoint of he takes five hundred shots, uh-huh. but just the the there was never a point in his career where he said, "You know what? I'm good enough." There was always something. There was always like when he went and became the best post player in the NBA because of his footwork was ridiculous. It's like, dude, you're you're a shooting guard. Yeah, well, in 2009, yeah. 
Um, again, this is after the loss to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. He went with um, Akeem Olajuwon. He went and trained. Yeah. Uh, to work on his footwork. Yes. This is a, a player that's already in his prime. Yeah. And he still not feels like he's not good enough. Yeah. And he can still improve. <laughs> and that to me is amazing. Yeah. That there's always room for improvement. And that was one of the, the things that left me like Yeah. Kobe Bryant just, is getting yeah. is training with somebody else. And I think just his drive to get better and, and get better. And there's a story, one of my Favorite story is Clay Thompson when you know his dad Michael Thompson, mm-hmm. who who does Lakers uh, on seven ten, and when Clay was in, I think senior year of high school or just freshman in in, in college, uh, Michael asked uh, Kobe if he could work out with uh, with Clay, mm-hmm. and Kobe was like, yeah, for sure, and he told Clay, I'll pick you up at four, and Clay was like. <laughs> 4 p.m. for and Kobe called him at 4 a.m. Clay wasn't ready, obviously, and Kobe just wanted to work out. Yeah, and he was like, So, and Clay was like, I didn't know what time. And Kobe was like, We just got to stay ready. Oh, wow. And the next day, he, he wanted to work out with Kobe. Uh-huh. And I, another thing that I appreciate besides the work ethic, mm. and it's one of the things that Kobe embraced after he retired was this the willingness to give back. And he was giving back all the knowledge he earned. And you see it with the guys that, that now continue to respect him, the, the Kyrie Irvings. The, you saw even with... Um, Kawhi Leonard. He trained with them. Kawhi Leonard. But Jason Tatum. Jason, the dude from the... Oh, my gosh. Phoenix. Um, Booker. Devin oh, Booker. Yeah, Booker. He had... Be legendary because that's what Kobe had told him, and I and I think it's just the the, the willingness of Kobe to to give it all back, mm-hmm. and and you see it in his last interviews where Kobe w- would say that it means nothing if you're not willing if you're not a, greatness is a being able to pass it on and, and be able to somebody's able to take it even further, and I think that's one thing that as I remember Kobe now and as I think of Kobe now. And even as he retired and as I heard him speak on, on leadership and what it was for him to be a leader, I was looking at the old, the, the Powell Gasol Lakers. And I remember at the, during the time thinking like, man, Kobe, you're too hard on Powell. You're too hard on this dude, man. Now, well, not now, but when Kobe retired and I heard him talk about leadership, I understood why he did it, and I appreciated him for it, because Kobe wasn't doing it just for him; he was doing it for Powell. Powell's a two-time champion. Powell should get his number retired in Memphis and in LA. Right. Powell's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Powell's a, a, an amazing international basketball player, but Powell is a two-time champion, and the focal point, one of the focal points of, of a Laker championship team. Because Kobe pushed him to that point. Not for Kobe, just exclusively, but for Powell. And I think that's the stuff that I appreciate. And the way he would want us to be remembered is just being able to take those ri- the it, risk. It's funny you say that about Powell because he, I, seen, I, seen, and I follow 
um, Vanessa. Dude, Powell's Powell stuff is so emotional, man. Yeah, I follow <laughs> Vanessa on Instagram, and yeah. you see pictures of Powell with 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 Kobe's young girls, like yeah. being that uncle. uncle uh, Vanessa calls him, and the uncle way he Powell, the way he does it, it's like I'm with my wife, my future baby. My nieces and yeah. my sister, and you're just like, oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, so, so, yeah, I, it, he's it tears you up, right? Yeah, it he's just, he's. I want to be the chills. I want to be a friend like Pow. <laughs> Think about it. Of all the players, <laughs> Pow has ended up being the closest to Kobe. Yeah, and yeah. he was the toughest on him. Yeah. So that I mean, he's and he's even said it in today's tweet, like, like thank you for, for for everything you've done for me. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the thing that remembering Kobe and how I think especially us that live in LA that are Laker fans. That Kobe, the mama mentality, means so much more than just the basketball. Uh, I remember when he missed, when he airballed his rookie. That might have been the first time he was on the limelight. And he airballed the the shots against Utah. Mm -hmm. And later, as he got older and as he would take more shots, I remember he he would say, you can't be afraid of those shots. You just got to take them. And if you miss, you miss. But you can never be, and I and the way I think L.A. And, and Laker fans should remember him, and the way I think we we should remember is the con- continuing to take those risks. And I think this podcast is 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 that being able to take that risk. Are we going to suck in the beginning? Of course. Are we going to? But being willing to to say, you know what, we're just going to go for it. And, and if we miss, it. we miss. Yeah. And if we make it, great. And at least we had fun and we grew some friendships out of it exactly. and so on. Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring up the whole mama mentality thing because I, I didn't know that Kobe himself <laughs> called himself yeah. that. But, but look at this. It wasn't, he didn't call himself the mama mentality, just the mamba, the black mama for, for no reason. Yeah. He created an alter ego. He said that when he stepped on the court, yeah. he would turn into the black mama. Right. So, hmm. it, you know, I heard people talk about this where, there's a like for me. There's a good Albert and bad Albert, right? Mm. So bad Albert is is negative Albert. Yeah. Bad Albert is uh, lazy Albert. He doesn't want to do anything. He complains about everything, right? That negative Nancy Albert, right? right. That's that's the bad <laughs> Albert. And then there's good Albert, where he's smart, intelligent, and passionate, and that's what Kobe did. He created this this killer yeah. in, in, in on the court. Right. And for him to do that, I, I thought that was interesting. Like. He he had to create a narrative, yeah, to do that, and I that tells you where his mind was at. Like, hey, I'm gonna make this work. He was thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought it was again for me. I wanted to highlight on some of the things that he did, uh, mm-hmm. his work ethic, and I wanted to go over. I have like a small little list here of those things, and it happened even in high school. He was already doing some of these things. Um, I found out that he used to practice at 5 a.m. Till 7 a.m. in high school. Mm. In high school. I mean, I was waking up at 6.30 to get ready to go to school, to, to go to a 7.30 class, you know, yeah. and this man was already <laughs> out there shooting the ball at 5 a.m., you know, and I'm yeah. sure that did not, that wasn't, that wasn't basketball practice. Basketball yeah. practice was probably a period, you know, probably fifth period or sixth period, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Brian Scott, you know, it, he, Brian Scott was around when, when Kobe was a, a, a rookie, yeah, he was one of the left left door players from the '80s there, and he said he once saw 18 year old Kobe shooting in the dark, uh, two hours before practice. Yeah, you know. So that I thought that was interesting. Um, John Ireland, uh, 
the the, the Lakers uh, announcer on the radio on 710 ESPN, he he said that for a 7:30 game, Kobe would arrive around two o'clock, mm. and mm. most players usually get there between two. So he would get there five hours before you know before work started, right? Yeah. And um, most players get there like two or three hours early. Like, yeah. like for games but, at 7:30, they get there at 5:30, six o'clock. There's yeah. a story John Sally shared. And uh, it's Kobe turned 21 or so, and Sally was able to get him to go to the club. They're in Miami. Uh-huh. They go to the club. And Sally says they're there for maybe like 30 minutes or so. Uh-huh. And the girls went crazy because they just see Kobe. <laughs> and shortly, you know, 10, 15 minutes in, Kobe's like, all right, I got to go. And John Sally was like, "All right, he 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 got a girl already." <laughs> and John Sally was like, "All right, yeah." He said, well, "Where are we going?" He thought, "Yeah, where's the after party?" And Kobe's like, "No, no, I got to train in the morning. I gotta go." Hmm. And Sally was like, well, "It's your birthday, yeah, but I, I gotta go train." Yeah, and it's just that next level stuff that obviously every single person on the planet wants to succeed. I think that's one of those. Uh, I want to be successful, duh. But he but he he needed to put but the you work have into to, it. Everybody everybody wants to lose weight and be be strong. Exactly. But you, they're not wanting to put yeah. the work into it. Everybody yes. everybody wants the after. They don't want to put right. in the work. And, so. and it's just one of those things. And I'm tell like I'll tell you, Kobe's mentality has impacted me as as a pastor because. Whenever I preach, I want to be ready, ready. Mm-hmm. I want to be prepared. I don't want to go up there ever and be like, I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I, I never want to go up there and be like, man, hopefully they believe this. Mm-hmm. I want to dig and dig. I remember one time having a, a study with, with David, actually, and my brother-in-law. And I got stuck with uh, <laughs> Moses, <laughs> and where it says that Moses had a stuttering problem. And that's just, if you've gone to church, that's what they tell you. He had a stuttering problem. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense to me because, you know, the culture that he's a Jewish kid, if he had a stuttering problem, which was, at the time was considered a major disability, the Egyptians would have killed him. They wouldn't have allowed a, a, a disabled Jewish kid to be part of the, the royal family. And the Bible says that he studied in the greatest schools and this, that, yeah. And I was like, this does not make sense. That this dude had a stuttering problem. So I like stopped the Bible study and <laughs> just began to look and look and look and look. And it turns out that when he says study, he says, I have a heavy tongue. In the, in the, in the original language, that doesn't mean stuttering. That means I have a thick accent because I haven't oh. spoken that language in 40 years. Oh. So when... God tells Moses, go get Israel out of Egypt. Uh He doesn't say, I can't because I can't speak because I have a stuttering problem. He says, I can't because I have a thick accent. Uh They're not going to understand me. I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. You haven't spoken the language in 40 years. Makes sense. But that kind of stuff came out of Kobe. Him willing to put in that work, and, do that, and I was never going to become a professional athlete, unfortunately. But I was going to be able to pursue it and apply that work ethic to 
studying the Bible and then event and now leading a church. And I think that's the stuff that when I th- when I think of Kobe and, and I know we're making it a you know I think for us in LA it, it's it's a bigger deal to some than others. Mm-hmm. But that's how his mentality impacted me. That it went beyond the 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 stuff that 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 he just did on the court and the memories. And I think of Paul when in Corinthians when Paul says, "I've outworked everybody hmm. by the grace of God. I am what I am." And when I, I love that verse because it's those ver- it's the verse that. Paul's like, look, there's nobody that has worked harder than me. There's nobody that's traveled more than me. I've done more than everybody. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And that's kind of the the mambo mentality yeah. in the Bible verse. And I think it's so important for us to, both as Christians and non-Christians, to to see the the value and work ethic. And I think in a, in a, in a, in a world where we live in now where work isn't valued and, and being a, a hard worker and putting in the hours and sacrificing isn't isn't something that people look for anymore because everybody wants to be thanked everybody wants to rise up everybody you know wants a handout that kobe was a dude who who outworked everybody yeah yeah there was mcgrady who had more natural talent he was taller he had bigger hands he was slightly more athletic than Kobe. You had Vince Carter, who had just way more, just athletic ability than Kobe, and Kobe outworked them. Yeah, he said in an interview once. I, I don't, know, don't know exactly how he said it, but he said, "He said, I put I put on all these extra hours, right? He said, by the time I have four years in, I've already put oh, yeah. more work yeah, I've seen that in than the guy that's already been in for four. Like I already have I'm two years ahead of the guy that's." Has four years along with me. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that is so true. Yeah. You know, like, it's true. Like, he, he's putting in all this extra time that this person is not. Mm-hmm. So, he's, of course, he's going he's gonna to outperform the guy next to him. Yeah. That is not doing, he's that he, he's just doing whatever it, he's being asked to do yeah. or whatever it, the regular hours, you know. But, yeah. Um, there, was, there was one here where, I guess, in 2008 for the Olympics, they're, they're, uh, they're, they were in Vegas getting ready for the Olympics. And, Everybody was uh, was having like a, like a breakfast. It was eight a.m., and um, all of a sudden you see Kobe walking out, you know, with with knee, with ice Ooh. on his knees, yeah, 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 yeah. sweating yeah. With, with 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 the with his training staff, <laughs> and every, and he just drenched, you know, and sweat. And everybody was like, "Whoa, what's up with Kobe? Where you been?" He's on training, and everybody else was had just woken up. And he was, was up having to breakfast. Yeah, can yeah. you believe that? Like, yeah, I think it's it's yeah. one of those things that. His work ethic was unmatched, and it was it was he. There's stories that he would he heard Michael would wake up at five to shoot five hundred in in his mm-hmm. when he was playing, and Kobe decided he was going to wake up at four thirty to shoot seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> wow! And that's just the 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 mentality to compete. And to say I'm gonna be even better, yeah, um, ridiculous. So I found a quote mm-hmm. um, while doing this, and he, he yeah. says, "This is from the words of Kobe himself." He says, "When my career is over, I want them to think of me as an overachiever, despite the talent I have. Yeah, to think of me as a person that overachieved, that would have to think of a per- to think of a person 
that overachieved, that would mean a lot to me. That means I put a lot of work in squeezing every ounce of juice out of the orange yeah. that I could. Or even when he won the, the Lakers won the, the second title against the Nets the, with Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe takes two years off. Two years off. Two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Takes two weeks off. Comes back and works out. Two weeks off, and they asked him, "Hey, how 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 when he you know how was your summer? <laughs> yeah, how, how how many how much time did you take off after winning the, your your second title? It's like two weeks. Took my wife vacation, two weeks, uh-huh. came back, went back to work. Tells you where his head was at. It's just like, dude, you just want some guys win one title, and that's it. Yeah, they're done after that, right? And this dude was on a second title, and it was like, okay, I got to get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no." Um, and uh, to the loving to the loving husband and father, um, yeah. he uh, we saw a lot of that towards the end of his post career. Yeah. You know, we saw him, you know, spending time with with his girls, you know, mm-hmm. with volleyball and basketball. Yeah, you know, trying to be there for, for them, and um, yeah, he pushed um, women's sports, mm-hmm. you know, the value of them, and. The importance of them, yeah. yeah. So that he was definitely doing that for for his kids, yeah. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, he, you know, he died doing that. Yeah, he, he passed. Yeah, um, doing being doing a dad thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that that's, you know, he, that you know, that was it right there. You know, so. So yeah, I'm not sure if you guys want to add anything else to this whole. Yeah, I'll COVID. add something. Yeah. Um, so I think the the way that he would like to be remembered, well, based on what I saw from him as a as a competitor, um, I think I think going along with what both of you guys said, I, I think Kobe represents the the work that you do when nobody's watching. So a lot, a lot of times it's, it's, it's easy to work out with your team, you yeah. know? Just be like, hey, guys, let's, let's go work out. That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're by yourself t- taking 750 shots at 430, <laughs> that's not very fun. No. And on top of that, I don't know if, like whenever I work out by myself and I have like a strict regiment, and it's like, oh, I have to do 15. After the 14, when nobody's watching, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I could just not do this one. I'm fine. Like, I'm still going to get a workout. Like, you, you start justifying things in your head, and you're like, you know what? It's, it's going to be fine. Like, I, it's fine. Yeah, but that's not what I have, that's not what I have structured here. So yeah. I, I think what, what he represents is, is it's, it's that little voice in your head that, when when you want to give in to any type of weakness, like mental weakness, physical weakness, or or, or anything of, of that nature, that that voice in your head that, that tells you, "Hey, but that's not what we're supposed to do." Yeah. Like you can justify it as much as you want, but that's not what we're supposed to do. Right. Like you, even as a competitor, sometimes, like for example, when I do workouts at the at the CrossFit gym, there was this guy that for some reason, every time we started the workout, it rings three, two, one, right? He would always start at when it was two. One mm. time I told him, I told him, dude, you're going too early. 
and he just ignored me and i'm like okay whatever so what i realized is that after when i beat him it felt much sweeter because mm. i'm like this guy started before me and i still beat him yeah this guy's taking shortcuts and i'm still beating him yeah so i think that's that's what kobe represents to me like the the voice in, inside your head that that pushes you and and also makes being a competitor fun yes and and it brings out that that it's it's delayed gratification if if you will mm-hmm. maybe in in the long run i showed you one one small example but if if you take a bunch of shortcuts you're never going to achieve what you really want to achieve yeah there's no such thing as a short and i think it's cut, also right? right now where everybody hates well when everybody makes a big deal of the person who's a bad loser, and I, I get told this a lot, you're a terrible loser. Yeah, I hate losing. That's right. I, I don't want to. I don't want people to say, you know what, German takes losses well. <laughs> if you say that, that means I like I've become okay with you beating me, and I'm not okay with that. For me personally, I, I just I hate it, and and it's and also in not being. But you're saying I, I I agree. It's not being okay with like, well, I did half of it. That reminds me of the press conference he did in Orlando. He's up. They're up two zero. Mm-hmm. They're like, you you seem upset. Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you smiling? He's like, what have we done? Well, uh, why should I be smiling? We haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's not one of those that he was pissed that they're up two no. zero. But it's like, well, I have to maintain. Focus, composure. Here. Yeah. yeah, I can just be like, "Yeah, we won two games." Woo! It's <laughs> like, well, yeah, great. But let's two more. Mm-hmm. Let's win two more, and you get all the smiling you want from me. And I, I think that stuff is the stuff that, for I think especially us who saw him grow up, yeah, grow, well, saw him grow up and saw ourselves grow up with him. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that's impacting. It's funny because you see him. I talked to my wife about this before. He he was smiling a lot in the beginning, yeah. in his career. He did a lot of smiling, yeah. and and t- towards the end, you know, things happen, right, and stuff like that in life. But towards the end of his career, he gets more serious and, and a little bit more mysterious. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just more focused more than anything. Yeah. You know, like he he you go from the, the from the fro Kobe where he's laughing, giggling, you know, and then all of a sudden he's just lasered focused. Yeah. And he won't even smile. <laughs> I, I just think that's we saw. And I, I tell my wife when we know what it is. We we saw him turn into a man. Right. That's what happened. Yeah. You know, he's a kid. He's a man. Yeah. That's all it is. And I think also there, there's a level of of his understanding that to us it was just the game. To him was his life. It was work. And I think that's the thing also. One of the things that he he said about, because you know his wife's Mexican, mm-hmm. and one of the things he said, he he did an interview, uh, he learned Spanish, yeah, and asked him why did you learn Spanish, and he said, well, I play in Los Angeles, <laughs> it's a lot of Hispanics here, yeah. and this he was doing a, a an interview in Spanish and asked him how do you think you how do you think you have been able to connect with your Hispanic fans? And Kobe talked about the work ethic of the Hispanic people and how they're able to see in him 
that they do what he does. And I think that's one of those things that connects Kobe to the city as well. That you see it beyond the basketball. You see it, I think for us who grew, grew up in a Hispanic home and, and I'm sure saw a variation of what hard work is and, and was. And from our parents who didn't have the greatest of jobs to, to like, you know, someone like, you know, your, your wife and, and your sister. That the hard work put that was done before her paved the way for her to do the hard work in the books so she could go and go to school and, and get a career. And, and it's just the, the trickle effect of the hard work that now, as you talked about your, your best moment of the week, is the hard work that she's put in was the best moment. And that's just a, a, a connection to the hard work that was done by her parents. That it's just go, and it's really the link that I see with Kobe and and whether it's Kawhi, whether it's Booker, whether it's all these, you know, um, Tatum, all these Mm -hmm. dudes that are now taking their craft seriously. And it's a connection to Kobe. Tracy McGrady said that Kobe made him a better basketball player because he pushed him. And I think that's the stuff also, when I think of Kobe, it's the willingness to push somebody to work harder let's be better let's keep pushing and let's never get satisfied with our victories let's celebrate them but two weeks let's be back at it yeah i think that's the stuff that's like seeing it in our homes it's stuff that's amazing yeah yeah Yeah. well i did want to end it with some fun facts about kobe that (laughs) we probably didn't know okay something you know to keep it fun and um, I think one of the things you mentioned earlier was that he knew uh, he learned Spanish and it's funny because he would communicate with Paul Casal in Spanish him yeah. being a Spaniard and Sasha he learned whatever language Sasha spoke well, they, uh, they would speak Italian yeah, he, yeah. He, that was his other language that he, he knew uh, Italian um, so yeah it's, um, his favorite restaurant is actually located in Fullerton. We should go there, that Mexican yeah, spot, it, huh? It's called El Camino, El Camino, this yeah. El Camino Real. El Mexican Camino food. Real. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I guess he was Charlie. introduced to that restaurant by his uh, wife's family. We should family. go. We should, yeah. Uh, he, would, he said his favorite dishes were carnasada. Carnitas, uh, he liked the carnitas. Carnasada tostada, too. carnitas, flan. And then he would like uh, agua de melon, uh, agua fresca, cantaloupe, you know. Um, he also liked honey garlic frog legs. That's probably stuff that he tried out in his time in Europe. Um, and this is the, uh, uh, this one kind of like, what's that? Oh, this one jumped at me. Guess what his favorite color was? Purple. Green. Oh, yeah? <laughs> nice. Green. Can you imagine? Celtic green, man. Well, the <laughs> picture that always floats the, around during draft is him working out in a, in a, in a Celtics uh, practice uniform. Yeah, I seen that. That looks, looks weird. He was named after the steak. Yeah, and it was yeah. He was actually his parents named him after that actual steak, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Japanese steak Kobe. Um, and his his and his middle name's after his dad's nickname. Um, they call him Jelly Bean. Yeah, his middle name is actually yeah. Bean. Yeah, yeah, Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. Really. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, and another interesting fact too is that he. In the 98 All-Star game in New York, that was his first All-Star game. He, It wasn't like today where players 
like LeBron James, for example, he is a rookie and he's already starting his team. Back then, it wasn't like that. Right. I think it took like three years for Kobe to actually start in his team on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And so, so that season, and then 98, he's in the All-Star team. He's a starter on the All-Star team, but he wasn't a starter for the Lakers. So that just tells you how, how much of a popular player he already was. And in the last stance, if you've seen the last stance, there's, a, there's an episode of, of that All-Star game. Uh-huh. And it's Jordan talking to the other East dudes about the, the young Laker kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it was so sick just seeing that moment that a young Kobe was already the talk of the town of of Jordan and the other dudes, the, the young Laker kid. You, you could see the fire in his yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, those are some of the fun facts. I'm not sure if you have anything else that you want to add to that. He won an he won an Academy Award. Yeah, he did. That was a great little uh, little story there, a little film he made. Yeah, and I think just to end it on a for me the last thing for me, uh, and just talking about how he continued to grow the game, and one of the things he did as a as a father and and Gigi who who passed away with him, uh, he would take her. To the NBA games, Laker games, the sh- of the players she liked, mm-hmm. and there's a story of uh, the Lakers are playing the Mavs this season, and Doncic, and and you know this is a pro Luca pod, <laughs> and you're gonna hear a lot of Luca, hopefully as the Mavs keep going. But Luca's, in, you know, it's an inbound inbound play, and Luca hears somebody cuss at him. In, in Slovenian. And Lucas is like, who is speaking? Who's Who said that? And it must be to me. And who can possibly speak that in LA? And turns around and Kobe's just laughing. And he's <laughs> laughing. And it's just, he, Kobe, I think looking back, it's one of those things that the man on the court, the competitor wasn't going to talk to you. He wasn't going to be your friend on the court because we're competing. Your jersey is not my jersey, so we're not going to be friends. But off the court, I'm going to give you what I got. And it was that. It was just a, he became the guy that, that was get, paying it forward to the guys like Luca, and, and that's just stuff that I also um, take, and I think one of the ways that we can remember Kobe. Yeah, so that that's Kobe. Uh, oh, one last thing too. Mm-hmm. He he was drafted number thirteen. Yeah, he he wasn't even drafted by the Lakers. He was drafted by the Hornets. Um, Greatest trade sh- ever. And yeah, and for Vladi Dibak, Jerry West saw something and he traded for him. Yeah. He's like, I want him on my team. Well, it was all right. So that story is Jerry West brings him out of LA. He works him out, and he has the old uh, Sparks coach. Uh, work him out mm-hmm. and he 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 takes him he takes him to the post and he's working him out and he's just like alright like you know he's cool um, and he takes him to the post and Kobe just starts throwing elbows and Kobe has an amazing uh, just footwork mm-hmm. and and that's when Jerry West is like okay that was it I'm, I'm gonna this is the dude that I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him in, 
uh, no matter what, this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be my guy. Yeah. So yeah, and the rest is history. He won five NBA championships, two NBA Finals MVPs, and an MVP for the regular season, uh, four uh, time NBA should have uh, been two All Star MVPs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should have. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, and two gold medals. So thank you, Kobe, for for everything you did. So that wraps up uh, our podcast here for today. Thank you for joining us. And uh, don't forget to follow us at brood.thoughts underscore on Instagram. Rate us. You have a great day, guys. Thank you. Free Canelo.